Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show. NBA Finals also last night. And I mean, guys, if you've watched this series, you know who the better team has been, right? Through four games, it's obvious the Nuggets are the better team. That's why the Nuggets are going to win this thing. You know, it's as simple as that. And, you know, I I hate to, you know, beat a dead horse here with Miami, but their role players are just too inconsistent. I mean, and if you've watched this series, what what would give you faith that on Monday night, back in Denver, that Miami's going to win? You really think Miami's going to win two straight games in Denver just to even stretch this thing to six, right? A Denver team that has only lost one home game since March, and they're going to lose two in a row? I just can't see it. This is the Dan Grasser Show. And the series is over. Any way you want to slice it, it's over. You know. Oh, yeah, that, that, oh, yeah. That's really going out on a limb. On 98.7 ESPN. Hour number three. So we are rolling on here live from the Atlantic Health Jets training facility in beautiful Florham Park, New Jersey. Dan Grasser Show. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll take you right up until 3 o'clock. My buddy Gordon Damer will take over at that point. You can get me on Twitter at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. Girls High School Flag Football Championships being played today here at the Jets Training Center. The New Jersey Championship is now part of recorded history. It is a thing of the past. And congratulations go out to Ridgewood High School. Their girls defeated Hillside in rather convincing fashion, 47-6. to was the final of that one. So we will be joined by the head coach and uh, I believe the quarterback, Ridgewood, coming up in just a little bit. So give them an opportunity to uh, have their time on the air after winning a championship. We got the New York State Championship, which is coming up here a little bit later on this afternoon after we're off the air. But congratulations uh, regardless. We spent a lot of time talking about baseball on the show today, as you would imagine. Mets are scuffling right now. They're in a world of trouble. They've lost seven consecutive games. They got embarrassed last night by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the opener of that series. 14 to I mean, I, I can't even say it. It's like a joke. 14 to seven, they get beat by the Pirates. It was 14 to two going into the ninth inning, and the Mets don't have any answers. Uh, they really and truly don't. Answers should be in that room, but when things continue to get as bad as they've been, and they get worse and worse on a nightly basis, you know what can you do? And right now you're nine and a half games out of first place. You're ten back in the loss column of the first place Atlanta Braves. Uh, I would say that winning the division is probably remote at best, uh, and it's not going to be their year. I think that that is a safe assumption. And the question is, you know, how much longer before Steve Cohen decides to make a change or two? You know, whether it's selling off pieces, whether it's, you know, moving guys in and out of there, whatever you have to do. I mean, you got a $400 million payroll with the luxury tax thrown in. There's no way that this is satisfactory. It, it just can't happen. You know, on, on the other hand, you look at the Yankees, and that is a team that, at least to the naked eye, you watch them play ball, you look at the lineup, you know, you look at those names, it's not overly impressive. Not even as flashy as what the Mets are, believe it or not. But yet the Yankees are still finding ways to win games. Last night, of course, 
an exception where the bats didn't come alive enough and they lose a low-scoring game to the Red Sox. Cole doesn't get any sort of run support. But somehow, someway, even though I don't think the Yankees are an elite team in baseball, they're nine games over five hundred. Right? They're finding ways to win games, which is a testament to that organization. And, you know, despite the fact that they haven't won a championship in close to 15 years now, Yankees still always find a way. Yankees still always find a way to be in the playoffs, right? Even though they fall short in October, they still find a way to get there. They still find a way to tease their fans into thinking that, okay, well, you know what? All you got to do is get in, and there's a shot. Mets don't do that. You know? Generally speaking, the Mets can't put it together. And that's why last year is more confounding with each passing day. Because you win 101 games, right? You get Buck Walter in there. He wins manager of the year. You think you have this winning culture up and everything. And then you have this season. And that's why I kind of, you know, been asking myself the last couple of days, like, what if last year was the fluke? Right? Instead of like, oh, this is now setting the foundation. It's just going to be onward and upward for years to come. What if it's the complete opposite? What if last year was the anomaly? Because if you think about prior to that, 17 wasn't any good. 18 wasn't any good. 19 wasn't any good. 20 wasn't any good. Okay, so that's four years where you didn't make the playoffs. 21 wasn't any good. Five, okay? I don't even know what year it is anymore. Last year, you won 101 games. Great. And then you lose in the first round of the playoffs. Then this year, you're playing losing baseball. So what is it? Who are these Mets? What are the real Mets? Last year or this year? Because the more and more that I watch, I tend to think that this is it. Mets are Metsing. This is their true colors, unfortunately. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. So Herman tonight for the Yanks against the Red Sox as they look to draw even. And as far as the Mets are concerned, they got Senga coming up a little bit later this afternoon in Pittsburgh in that game. Let us go to the phones. Let us say hi to Tommy in Connecticut. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Tom, how are you? Dan, good afternoon. Uh, just want to say I think it's awesome what the the Jets and you are doing. I know Anita's been a big uh, proponent of the girls' flag football. I just I think it's really awesome. They're doing a great job, and it really is, you know, like I said, the, you know, I could just sit here and the words don't do it justice. You really got to see the pictures. They, they put on a, a first-class professional uh, event here. It really is pretty cool. That's great. I hope some pictures go up on Instagram. I'll check them out. They will for sure, yep. Um, that's great. That's awesome. I uh, just wanted to talk about the Yankee game last night. I know you're talking about um, just the way the Mets and the Yankees are different. Um, th- this AL East one, there's, there's, it sucks losing to the Red Sox, but there's no cupcakes in the AL East anymore. You know, everybody's good. So last night kind of stunk. Um and it was just such a such a high and a low, thinking that Volpe kept that one inside the foul pole in the ninth. Um, would I would have been an awesome ending? And then uh, what an awful situation we barely avoided with that line drive that Torres hit up the middle, um, basically knocked Kenley Jansen's hat off. I was I was terrified. Yeah, I, I mean, look. You see that every so often when you watch these games. And, Tom, you're right. He, you know, here's the thing about the Yankees, though, and I, and I mentioned this earlier, and I thank you for the phone call. It's going to have to take a collective effort here, especially while Aaron Judge is out of the lineup. Everybody's going to have to chip in, right? Because you look at somebody like Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's mired in a terrible funk right now. Really, intru- what is he, like one for his last 27 or something? I mean, he, he, he's fighting it. 
So when you look at Rizzo, like if you haven't watched the Yankees this year, and you look at Rizzo, and you look at his numbers, you know, he's in 270-something or whatever it is, and you think, oh, he's doing all right. You know, he's having a good year. Yeah, because a lot of that was what he did in the first part of the season, and he's come back to the pack over the last few weeks, and, and that's just not good enough. You know, and you could say the neck injury and so on and so forth or whatever he was fighting there, that, okay, fine, but you still got to go out there and produce. Remember, your MVP, arguably the most valuable player in all of baseball, is not in the lineup anymore right now. And so you need other guys. I mean, Anthony Rizzo is a guy who's made all-star teams aplenty. Anthony Rizzo is a guy who's won championships. You know, guys like that. Like, what's Giancarlo Stanton's excuse? Right? What's his excuse? Win games. Produce. I understand that they're banged up. I understand that, you know, guys are fighting through things. So be it. They've done it at some point in their careers. How about going out and getting it done now? Because the Yankees, as opposed to even the Mets, Yankees are in a dogfight right now in the American League East. Look at that division. There's no layups. You know, there's no layups. Even though the Red Sox are the last place team, you saw last night, they're not a gimme. Red Sox can reel off, you know, six out of seven any week of the year. They have talent on that team. You know, you're not going to be as fortunate as to play in some of these clubs. It's just, oh, yeah, you know, we'll find our way up. This ain't the American League Central. It ain't the National League Central. It is a dogfight in the AL East. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's get a quick timeout, and we come back. We'll talk some football, and we'll also talk to the winning head coach and the winning quarterback from Ridgewood High School, who just captured the New Jersey State High School Flag Football Championship. Dan Gross' show, till the top of the hour, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. We are live from the Jets Training Center. Here in Florham Park, New Jersey, girls' high school flag football state championships today. Congrats to Ridgewood. They captured the New Jersey championship moments ago, defeating Hillside. New York state championship is coming up a little bit later on this afternoon. Plainview Old Bethpage against Warwick Valley High School. We'll actually be joined uh, momentarily, as a matter of fact, from Ridgewood, uh, the head coach and the quarterback, uh, as a matter of fact, here, the, the victorious team 
for these uh, for Ridgewood that just ended up winning the championship. So we look forward to that here. And here they look at that. The trophy in tow. I told you that trophy is legit. That is the real deal. And so they're going to be joining us. They're getting the uh, headsets on here. Congratulations to them. Get the coach on. Katie Bisgrove, part of the team as well. Thanks for joining us, guys. Congratulations. Dan Grossa, good to meet you. Yeah, appreciate you having us. Coach, good to meet day. you. Katie, how are you? Good, how are you? So what has this whole experience been like for you guys here? Katie, why I don't mean, you describe it for us? It's been pretty amazing. I mean, we've been working at this for over a year now, and it's just to finally be here with the trophy in front of us is everything we could have ever wanted. How about that trophy? Yeah. I, I mean, mean that, 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 that's legit. That's a real deal right there. That, that's no playing around. That thing's pretty heavy. It's shiny. We can't wait to see it in our trophy case at Ridgewood. 47-6 to six was the final today. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but I'm not going to hold it against you. I actually grew up in Hillside, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you, you beat them today in the championship, but well-deserved, nevertheless. You never want to, obviously, go into any game expecting it to be as one-sided as the scoreboard says. But, you know, were you guys confident that you were going to have a good performance out there today? Yeah, you know, we've been playing well the last three weeks. Um, the stretch of the games and the teams that we've been playing against have been really tough. And we showed up in all those games. So going into this week, it was kind of the same mindset. Um, we knew they were a very good football team. We actually scrimmaged them earlier in the season. So we got an idea of what they wanted to do, what they were going to do schematically, offensive, defensively. So we just took everything, the momentum that we used, and we just rolled it into this week. And it, it produced. It was good. And you got and Katie, last year you guys, right, you made it all the way to the semifinals, came close. How much did you use that as fuel, motivation to get back to this point today where now you're here as champions? I mean, I came back here, I was having flashbacks to the end of that game where I just, there's a lot of emotions because we made it that far and it was so close, only a three-point game. But I think we just used that as fuel to really take this game and run with it and get finally get that trophy. Katie Bisgrove, Coach Mick joining us here from Ridgewood, their New Jersey State High School girls flag football champions. They defeat Hillside today 47-6. to Tell me about your interest in football. When did it start? How did you develop a passion for the game? I mean, I've always loved football. I played with the guys back in middle school, like just recreational in town, like a co-ed program. And it was really, I loved it. I fell in love with it right away. And my parents wouldn't let me play tackle. So kind of took that out and flag with the guys. And I think that really built some character and I was able to kind of get ready for this moment. And hey, Coach Mick, how many years have you been involved in the program here? So this is my second year in the football program. Okay. And how about, you know, coaching these girls, you know, and, and just in terms of, what you want to get out of them and help bring out their passion for the game. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily even just winning trophies and winning a championship, but how rewarding is that for yourself? No, it's awesome. Like this, this is a reason why we coach. It's all about life lessons. I always describe it as on-the-field lessons and off-the-field lessons. Um, as they know, um, there's a lot of preparation that goes into football. Um, there's a lot of film study, a lot of hard work. Different than some other games, football is amazing just because it's not the instant gratification. you got to wait one full week to get back at it True. again. So it's not just three, four games in a week. Uh, it, it'll fester with you, or you got to be able to, to move on. So all those life lessons that these girls have learned throughout this course I think is going to um, make them better people in life. They, they were waking up, getting to school at 545 in the morning. For high school kids, that's very tough. I knew I couldn't do that. So they that's showed when you up guys were practicing at 545 yeah, in the well, morning? Yeah, well, we were practicing at 6 a.m. Wow. You know, you got to be 10 minutes early, so – um, they were getting there on time before school, so we would go 6 a.m. practices uh, in order to get it in for field time. Um, no issues all year. All the girls showed up on time. 
we practice. So um, those life skills are going to translate, which is awesome. Katie, was it hard, the alarm going off that early in the morning? I mean, the 5 a.m. wake-ups can be a little <laughs> rough sometimes. and But after a while, you get used to it. And at the end of the day, like I'm super passionate about this game, and I love it, so it was 100% worth it. Well, like you said, you know, you had the perfect attendance. Everybody was showing up for the practices, which was a great thing there. And, you know, it kind of you saw that dedication that it translated onto the field, and you guys were able to win a championship here. So your schedule, as far as the season and everything, that falls in line with the school calendar, right? That's when games begin and practice and so on and so forth. That's how it falls? Yeah, for the most part, for the flag football, since we don't fall under a state-sanctioned sport, uh, I believe we just started a week early. So we use that time where the other spring sports haven't started to do our tryouts. So we would only start like three days earlier. But, yes, everything aligns there. Uh, we use that time to do tryouts. Um, we had, I think, 14 girls come out, so made my life a lot easier. Uh, and then we just went from there. In terms of the reception and the participation at the school, the girls, your friends, for example, your teammates, a lot of them want to be a part of a program like this? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard because a lot of us are multi-sport athletes, so I think if you take the other sports and the other factors out of play, I think we'd have a huge turnout rate. But I think the few of us that are super passionate about it really pull through, and I think that makes a difference. What other sports do you play? Um, I play soccer. Soccer, okay. So soccer, football. and I mean, She's a big-time goalie. Goalie? Yeah, big-time yeah. goalie. Goalie in soccer, and in football you're the quarterback? Mm. What? There you go. Yep. You got the you got the ball in your hand. Every play is the quarterback, and then in soccer, it's the opposite. You want to prevent the ball from getting past you. There, playing multiple sports as a coach, you hear this preached all the time. It's beneficial to the kids more than anything else. The more you play, instead of just hunkering down and just locking in on one sport, right? Yeah. Oh, I love multi-sport athletes. Um, each sport presents its uniqueness to the game, um, which translates into every sport. So we had a few girls, Katie, playing soccer. She would leave our games and then go play in her club team. We had Lucia and Alicia just sprint over. This was actually our first game mm -hmm. where we had all our girls on the bus to the game. Really? Yeah, so Irvington, when we played Irvington, Wayne Hills, they were playing Livingston, like the national anthem's coming. They're sprinting <laughs> across the field to get there on time. But that that's what we preach, right? Um, if this is what they enjoy, go play softball, come over, play flag football. And then some of them would even go to soccer after, so they're doing three sports. But uh, the benefits of all of it um, combined – uh, are great, so that's what we preach. All right, what about Katie? The football-wise, who's your who's your favorite team? There's only one correct answer, of course. <laughs> the Jets. There you go. <laughs> who's your who's your favorite player? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is pretty legendary, so I would have say to go so. With him, yeah. Did you buy the jersey yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Gotta get one. Gotta Maybe get you an Aaron Rodgers. Hoping jersey. to get an autograph. Well, yeah. you never know. Yeah, he. I just saw him here yesterday. As a matter of fact, he was milling about up here after their final OTA practice. You excited for the upcoming season? Oh yeah, I love watching football. It's my whole life. I've grown up watching it. It's my favorite sport to watch. So every fall, I'm just in front of the TV after my soccer games, watching football with my parents. Well, because of the. You know, you guys win in the championship, and with the partnership with the New York Jets, you guys are actually going to be at one of the preseason games this year, the home preseason game against the Buccaneers. I believe it's August the 19th. We'll be there, of course, broadcasting and everything, but you're going to be on the field before the game. You're going to get your rings. Yeah. Did you get, did you get fitted for the ring yet? No, we're going Not down yet. right after Gotta this. Got to get the ring yep. fitting. That's important because that's something that's going to stay with you forever. And Jets are also going to make a nice, sizable donation, too, to your school. How much do you think that will benefit the program moving forward for you guys? Oh, tremendously. Yeah. Um, we can't thank the Jets enough for everything they've thank done, God. just not just money-wise, just changing these girls' lives, giving them the opportunity like Katie and these girls that um, weren't able to play flag football to come out and started. And we really have to thank um, Kate Cardew, our, one of our seniors last year, 
that was the one that piloted this whole thing. She wanted this started. She went to our AD and was like, hey, I want flag football. And it's like, all right, you have to make these certain checklists. And, and she took care of that. She brought it back to our AD. He's like, she's like, we're making this happen. So um, we have to give a big shout-out to that senior class. Mm-hmm. Um, they, sent, they, they started our foundation yeah. um, of the 6 a.m. practices. They set the tone, and they were able to make us our team, even though they graduated who we are. We followed in their footsteps. So big shout-out to Kate Cardew for getting this going. What do you think the most difficult thing was for you guys as a program getting off the ground? Like you mentioned the checklist and all these different things. What do you think the biggest hurdle was? I think for us um, – we're known as a lacrosse town. Mm-hmm. Lacrosse well, is super popular, oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah, so and it, it kind of came of age like after I was done with high school. Right. But now, I mean, like everybody you talk to is, oh, lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse. Right, so our boys just won the state championship yesterday. Wow. Our girls are playing in the state championship this afternoon. Um, and then our boys' baseball team is playing. So we're a big spring sport school. Um, so, so Ridgewood is basically like title town, New Jersey, USA here, basically. <laughs> Where hopefully we could call that after this weekend. if uh, <laughs> yeah. At least in the spring. Yes, at least yeah. in the spring so we could get this going. So it was a little hard um, with girls just being in lacrosse town, getting interest, um, playing multiple sports. A lot of the girls didn't know, hey, can I do softball and flag football? Am I able to do it? And I think we're proving that you could play two sports at one time. So we're expecting a big flux in uh, participation next year. Um, we've gotten so much great feedback from the girls in town. Katie could tell you we have – girls in the fifth sixth seventh grade reaching out to them on instagram like hey how do i get involved in flag football so our town like katie was saying we had a co-ed flag football team our goal for ridgewood is just to make a female only flag football team and expose them and have their own league and develop that so um that's our moonshot goal that's what we're working for and i believe what we've done the last two years is going to catapult us to accomplishing that which is going to uh, change lives, afford opportunities, and just um, I'm excited about it. Well, the trophy doesn't hurt. You realize that, right? You, yeah, you could, yeah. You could march right down to town hall <laughs> next week with that trophy and say, hey, remember we had that talk about the flag football league? You see what we got here? Yep. You see this thing? Yep. I think that'll do all the talking for you. Yeah, that'll help out when we have our summer camp. Yeah, we'll just sure. put that in the middle of the field that's and let it. everyone come check it out. Well, and, and that's the goal too, right? I mean, yep. like when you get ready to start for next season, I mean, yes – you won, but you can't rest on your laurels because you want to go and get that trophy again for next year. It's a good motivator. Yep. Oh, yeah. We'll be back at it. Yes. So what year is this for you, school-wise, Katie? I'm finishing my junior year. Finishing your junior year. Okay, so senior year. Uh, I'm not going to be one of those people that bothers you. Okay, what do you want to do for college? Blah, blah, blah. But have you thought about possibly places that you'd like to attend? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm currently in the recruiting process for soccer. For soccer, okay. Yeah, so just wherever I can make it work and – see wherever I end up. Do you think you want to go far from home? Are you one of those that wants to get away from home, get yeah. out a little bit? I'm thinking south. South? Somewhere yeah. south. She likes the CAA, all the CAA schools. I don't know if you're still on California. You talked no. about that. No, you got over <laughs> California. Let me. That was sophomore year, so now she's yeah. So she went from the West Coast, now to the Colonial. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got some good programs there. Mm-hmm. And you still get to get away from home. You're not going to have mom and dad in your hair all the time. You know, you're still doing your own thing. So yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world there. Well, guys, really, congratulations again. It was a convincing victory today. Hard work by everybody involved. Well-deserved. And we look forward to seeing you guys again 
for that preseason game against Tampa Bay in August. I hope you guys stop by and, and join us on the pregame show that night. That would be cool. Awesome. That's great. We can't thank you guys enough yeah, for everything you so you've done. Awesome. So that's Katie Bisgrove and Coach Mick. They are the New Jersey State girls high school flag football champions. <laughs> they defeat Hillside today. Guys, thanks for hopping on and congrats thank again. Thank you very much. Still got Appreciate a lot it. more to do. Dan Gross's show right here on 98.7 ESPN. Coming right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We are live from the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center here in Florham Park, New Jersey. High school girls flag football championships for New York and New Jersey today. Had the New Jersey one already. We just talked to the winning coach, winning quarterback from Ridgewood, and the New York one is coming up a little bit later this afternoon. I don't like the clouds that are above us, by the way. Dark clouds, the wind is picking up. That's what we don't like to see. Hopefully we can get out of here uh, in one piece. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? If it starts raining, it's not going to affect us. We got 30 minutes. I think we'll, I think it'll hold off. You know, I'm not putting on my expert meteorology hat, but I'm fairly confident there's still enough blue into the sky to where I think we'll be okay when we get out of Dodge here. It's Speak- going Yeah. Speaking of getting out of Dodge, the Jets have gotten out of Dodge for the summer at least. Well, at least this portion of the summer, if you want to call it that. More so the off season, because they canceled the mini camp next week, which is it's a, it's a no-brainer. You know, mini camp is is nothing more than, you know, a glorified version of the OTAs. There's really nothing that goes on. Not wearing pads. There's no contact. It's I don't really think it accomplishes much. So Robert Salah bagged the mini camp and the players went their separate ways for the next six weeks until training camp is going to start in July. And the Jets are going to start a week earlier than everybody else. Them and the Cleveland Browns, of course, because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. And once July rolls around, not just because of the state of the baseball teams and, and how they've been going about it this year, but uh, to say that there's a lot of buzz and, and to say that, you know, that there's a lot of anticipation and high hopes for this football team this year would, would certainly be a tremendous understatement because you could feel the energy. You know, you can feel the excitement that the fans have for this upcoming season. And I'm not just saying that because I, I'm here at the facility and I'm here often. You know, the whole organization is excited about what could potentially come. And having Aaron Rodgers here more so than anybody else has injected, you know, that enthusiasm into the entire organization. And, look, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you bring in Aaron Rodgers for one thing and one thing only, and that's to win a championship. 
right? It's not to just go 500. It's not to just make the playoffs. No, it's to play deep into January and hopefully into February, or else you wouldn't have made that type of a transaction. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have signed off on it either. You know, Aaron Rodgers ain't doing this for money. Aaron Rodgers ain't doing this just because, you know, he you know, wants to see what playing football on the East Coast is. No, he, he wants to win another championship. Nothing more, nothing less. And what's transpired here for the last six weeks or so since that trade was made, you couldn't have asked for anything more if you're a Jet fan. Right? Because when we went through that period from when he goes on the Pat McAfee show in March and says, I want to play for the Jets. And then it took about a month for the trade to actually be completed. You know, we, we went through all those weeks where there were some people that were concerned that, well, you know what, if they do make the trade and they get Aaron Rodgers, what's the point? You know, he's not going to be here in the offseason. He's not going to be all in. You know, it's not like he's going to spend some time with his teammates and, and do any of that stuff, and, and nothing could be further from the truth. When you thought about and, and, and you just witnessed how he has embraced the move and how he has bought in completely to this organization and to this franchise and how influential he's been in the meeting rooms, you know, helping install. That's the word that they've used, right? Install this new offense, which he knows like the back of his hand. You know, Nathaniel Hackett, who was his coach in the past in Green Bay, and, and trying to teach that to all the players. So the, when July rolls around and training camp gets here, everybody's going to be on the same page. And it's going to be like old hat. And they're going to have that familiarity because you can't waste any time this year, right? Even though you're not going to maybe see these guys in the preseason, you know, playing in August, once the season rolls around in September, you got to hit the ground running. You're playing the Buffalo Bills week one. To say that that is a big game would be putting it mildly. It is a huge game. And the NFL scheduling makers didn't do the Jets any favors with the way those first six games come right out of the chute and the challenges that are faced there. You're playing both teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, and neither one of them is a division game, by the way. You got the Patriots in that first six, a Patriots team that you haven't beaten since 2015. It is a gauntlet right out of the gate. So you best hit the ground running and make sure that everybody is on the same page. And, you know, Rodgers talked to the media yesterday. And it was refreshing to really just hear him wax poetic about what his experience has been like so far since jumping aboard here with this franchise. As a matter of fact, he said that it's most fun he's had in quite some time. The last six weeks have been about the most fun I've had in a while. So it's fun to come to work and be excited about what we're doing. We've got a great quarterback room to be able to work with Todd Downing and Rob and Hacks in there all the time. And, you know, we get some other randoms coming and sit in the room, which is nice too. But to work with Zach and Tim and Chris has been a lot of fun. You know, so you think about what he's done. And, you know, hanging out with his teammates, going to different team dinners, you know, going to concerts, going to different events, so on and so forth. You know, it, it's it's genuine, right? It's legit. And that's what you hope. I mean, normally that's what you have from a guy who's maybe like, you know, a couple of years into the league. You know, just getting used to NFL life, getting their feet wet, you know, bonding with your teammates. Not a guy who's pushing 40 years old and who's been in this sport now for close to two decades and who's got four MVPs and is a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, some of these guys would walk in and say, you know, I'm holier than thou, right? Like, why should I spend my time talking to you? You know, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Complete opposite. Complete and total opposite. And you got to be thrilled if you're a Jets fan.
thrilled. What about the guy who was going to be his favorite target this year in Garrett Wilson? What does Aaron Rodgers have to say about him? I love Garrett. Awesome young young kid. You know, the whole whole world in front of him. He's got all the talent and ability. You need your best players to be the best people on your team. He's definitely one of them. Love spending time with him. Love just watching him. I mean, there's at least one time of practice he does something. He kind of looking back at Todd and Hack and Rob. I was looking back going, wow. So that's exciting. Think about Garrett Wilson. Won the Offensive Rookie of the Year award last year. Playing with a team that had four different quarterbacks at one time or another under center. Imagine how productive, how much more productive he could be with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Could be scary. Really and truly scary. And then on the other hand, you have Zach Wilson, who, look, was drafted to be the guy. Didn't work out the last couple of years. And because of how it worked out, that's why Aaron Rodgers is here. But Zach Wilson is a guy who, you know, the organization says they still believe in. He talked to the media yesterday, and he talked about the whole experience of the last several months with now Aaron Rodgers climbing aboard as the new quarterback one. Of course, I would like to be the guy. So, you know, at first, you're not always happy about that. But, you know, I'm extremely psyched that out of any quarterback we could have brought in, it, w- it was him, you know. And I had been talking with him, you know, this offseason. I was with him, you know, early in the offseason before any of this kind of was even getting talked about. And so we got to spend some time together. And it was really cool to kind of see how it all went together. And, you know, I have to look at kind of where I'm at as a quarterback and how I can look to be the best I can be. And, and I do think this could be a big part of it. You know, I think what he brings to the table, what Coach Hack and, and Downing bring to the table could be really good for me in my development and then this offense of course too that, that's what the Jets hope for in a perfect world right that some of Aaron Rodgers rubs off on Zach you know he takes that step backwards this year watches another guy play and say okay that's how it's supposed to be done because you've heard Joe Douglas for example say you know in, in a perfect world hindsight being what it is if we could go back and do it all over again Zach probably wouldn't have played as a rookie you know we would have had a veteran and he could have sat back and watched now we don't know if it would have changed the outcome of the last couple of years, and if, you know, Zach would have been more productive on the football field, we have no way of knowing that. But I think each organization handles things differently, and they're all in a unique circumstance. You know, some guys, some teams are more positioned to where, okay, you get that veteran he plays, gives us a better chance to win. I think where the Jets were a couple of years ago, that was a roster that they were completely turning over. They had a lot. They were the, like the youngest team in the league or one of the youngest teams in the league. Okay, realistically speaking, it didn't matter who the quarterback was. They weren't going to win a heck of a lot of games. They felt that you might as well get the quarterback as much game experience as possible. And they're not the only ones that have taken that approach. There were a lot of clubs in the NFL that play a quarterback right from the get-go, and maybe they have a little bit more success out of the game. I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Trevor Lawrence played from day one. Right? He was picked one spot higher than Zach Wilson. Lawrence took his lumps his rookie year, came back last year. They got a brand-new coach. I think Doug Peterson had a lot to do with it as well. But they made the playoffs. You know, they ended up winning the division. Now, Tennessee kind of gave it away. The AFC South wasn't all that spectacular. But still, the Jaguars got in the playoffs, and they even won a playoff game because Chargers choked it away. But still, you know, Trevor Lawrence doesn't, any, doesn't seem any more worse for the wear because he had to play – you know, week one as a starting quarterback. I don't think that that had any sort of impact whatsoever. But having Aaron Rodgers here, I don't think will hurt Zach Wilson in the least. This is a guy that, you know, when push comes to shove, 
If you're going to say Aaron Rodgers is going to play a couple of years and then maybe, just maybe, Zach Wilson, they turn the reins back over to him and then he gets it and he's ready to go, then the Jets win there. Nothing more, nothing less. And, and you know, one other thing about Rodgers, and I've been saying this too, the way you see that he's taken to this franchise and the way that he has embraced it, you know, hanging with the teammates, pep in his step, all that stuff, right? This is a guy that instead of thinking, hey, is this someone that's only going to be here for a year and then he's going to check out and he's going to go into retirement? You might even be talking about somebody who might have a multi-year stay with this franchise the way things are actually going now. I, I, I don't think it's that outrageous to suggest that you might be talking about more than one season for Aaron Rodgers. Now he's got to stay healthy. But he said at the, open, at the introductory press conference, as long as he's having fun, he's going to continue to play. Well, you know what? If the last six weeks are any sort of indication, it looks like he's having fun. And that's music to the ears of the Jet fans and I'm sure the organization as well. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll come back. We'll close it out on the phones, get to some other things as well before we hand things over to Gordon at 3 o'clock. Dan Grasso right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. A few more minutes, live from Florham Park, New Jersey, the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center. They had their girls' high school flag football championships here today. Had the New Jersey one, New York one is still to come later this afternoon. I think it's like 4.30, but they really put on a great show. And first-class event, Gatorade, Nike, sponsors as well. Congrats to Ridgewood. We heard from their quarterback, their head coach a little while ago on winning the New Jersey championship here. But talking Jets football, and we do that with Javier in Queens, who's up next here on 98.7. Javier, how we doing? What up, Dan? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Javier. What's new, my friend? Oh, well, before I get to my Jets point, I just want to RIP, rest in peace to the great Iron Sheik. Yes. You know, uh, probably giving out camel clutches in the sky. And uh, breaking backs and keep, you know making people humble up there for us. All the jabronis. All country, well, every single one. That's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dan, I mean, as always, incredible show today. Uh, my, my Jets point, I agree with you 100% about Zach Wilson. My take on it is even if they managed him well, he doesn't look like a guy, even if he was managed properly, was really going to be that guy. I know it's revisionist history, but, you know, what – he never, he, that guy peaked out in the preseason. His first preseason game was the, like the best game of his career. That's that's pretty crazy. He had a couple of moments, you know, as far as regular season games, you know, in his career that he played well. But, look, if you want to say the last couple of years have been a disappointment for him and the team, yeah, they would agree with that, Javier. And that's one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers is here, right? It's like a blessing and yeah. a curse in the same token because if Zach Wilson had played better – in each of the last two years, then Aaron Rodgers ain't wearing a Jets uniform. I will say this about preseason. Rodgers ain't going to see the field at all in the month of August. Nope. So it's going to be the Zach Wilson show for those four preseason games in all probability. Well, luckily they made the deal. Personally, as a fan, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the season. You know, my one complaint is, you know, I didn't expect to get a discount this year on my tickets, but the price gouging is real. You know, the Rodgers tax is, is, is I'm feeling it. 
I take a group every year, and, uh, you know, our ticket prices went up significantly, and so did the parking. So, uh, you know, I hope the Jets uh, throw me a free hot dog or something, maybe. Well, you know what, Javier? Uh, like I said, that that's that's the, the way the game is played, unfortunately, and I thank you for the phone call. You know, it's supply and demand. Let's face it. Any organization, any team, any company, any entity is going to do something like that because, look, the Jets are not having an issue moving tickets. They're not. <laughs> You know, I can tell you that on good authority. They are not having any sort of issue selling tickets. And you know what? They can charge whatever they want to charge, and people are going to buy them. Right? We had some fun with Harvey about his tickets with Lino Messi and so on and so forth. Well, you know, in this case, Aaron Rodgers is Lino Messi. He wore a jet uniform, and fans and people want to come see him play. It's as simple as that. It's one thing winning football games. Another, look, it, it, it's still a business at the end of the day. And part of the reason bringing him aboard is, yeah, they realize he's box office. You know, he's one of the most popular players, not just in the NFL. He's one of the most popular players in, in professional sports. With all the commercials he's in, I mean, he's, he's, he's like a celebrity, even if he's not a quarterback. You know, everybody knows who this guy is. And now he's wearing a Jet uniform. And, you know, it was a, it, it's been a very, very long time since the last time, if you are a Jet fan, that you talked about a player you have on your club that is as accomplished as what this guy is going to be able to bring to the team. Nothing more, nothing less. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Got to work in some tennis here before we say goodbye because, you know, I'm a tennis guy. And championship weekend over in Paris at the French Open. Iga Svantec, the number one seed on the women's side, she captured her third title on the red clay today. And it became a lot more difficult than maybe it was looking and I thought it was going to be. Karolina Makova, who was playing in her first Grand Slam final, very routine first set for Iga. And remember, last year she beat Coco Goff very handily in the final. You know, your first slam final, the nerves take over. Sometimes you don't know you're not going to play your best. But Mukova actually bounced back in the second set, took the second set, and then Iga won it in the third, got a late break to take it 6-4. So she's the best clay court player uh, on the women's side, you know, best player on the women's side right now. So it's her third French Open, her fourth major. Remember, won the U.S. last year in Queens. And tomorrow, for the men, you've got history at stake because Novak Djokovic is going to be going for not just his third French Open title, but more importantly, his 23rd Grand Slam, which would break the tie with Rafael Nadal for the most all-time in the men's game. And Djokovic yesterday, you know, unfortunately, that semifinal match that he played against Carlos Alcaraz, who's, you know, the number one player in the world, only he's 20 years old, but it wasn't the match that maybe all tennis fans wanted to see because they split the first two sets, and it took about two hours, too, those first two sets. I mean, it was a grueling, taxing match. And then Alcaraz was dealing with some physical issues. He started cramping up. And when I tell you cramping up, like, maybe the better term is locked up. Like, I felt bad for the guy. Like, he literally locked up like the Tin Man. He, he couldn't move. And he didn't tap out. He didn't quit. You know, he tried to finish the match. But, uh, I mean, he was way less than 100%. And, you know, that comes with the territory, too. You know, he even spoke about it after the match that, you know, maybe he was a little bit amped up for the match and, you know, a little too anxious. That's real. And that goes with, you know, performing on the big stage all by yourself. And that's why I, I understand that not everybody is the biggest tennis guy and so on and so forth. But apart from being a huge fan, I think the players themselves, the athletes, don't get the recognition and the respect that they deserve just as athletes. You know, when you play an individual sport, it's you and you alone. You can't get a substitution you can't pass the ball to your teammate. You can't have somebody else pick you up. 
you've got to do it. You've got to fight through everything. You have to look within to be able to get the answers, right? That's why, you know, these trophies, these titles, it, 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 it's so well-deserved, the work that you got to put in. But nevertheless, so Djokovic is back in the French Open final, and he's going to play Casper Ruud, who was in the French final last year, lost to Nadal, good clay court player. Ruud was also in the U.S. Open final, on the hard courts and lost to Alcaraz this past year in Queens. So you keep knocking at the door like this. If you show up in Grand Slam finals, eventually you're going to knock the door down and you're going to get one. But it just seems unlikely that tomorrow's going to be the day for Rude and in all likelihood Djokovic is going to find – look, he, he's mentally tougher than any other player on tour. Maybe he's ever played, for crying out loud. Um, he just always seems to find a way – Despite the fact that he's 36 years of age now, and you wonder how much longer he's going to be able to perform at a high level, but right now this is his tournament to lose, right? With Nadal not being able to play, and, you know, Nadal's going to be on the way out here. He had the hip surgery. He'd like to give it another go next season. This is kind of like farewell tour, but you don't even know if that's going to be possible. We'll see what happens here, but I I would be surprised if Djokovic doesn't lift that trophy tomorrow. The Coupe de Mousquetaire and win his 23rd Grand Slam uh, tournament there on the men's side. But it should be a good match, and uh, I'll be up early there at 9 o'clock to watch it over there uh, in Paris. That is going to do it for us here today uh, here in Florham Park. And it really was a fun experience, even though I didn't get a chance to watch uh, any of the football because we were busy working doing the show here. But a lot of people helped put this together. Jets community relations team, our pal Eli Hodges came on. You heard from him. They do a tremendous job, him and Jesse Linder and their staff. You know, the PR staff that helped coordinating this whole thing, putting everything together. Promotions team here, my guys from 98.7 ESPN, they showed up. Paul Schrager, great engineer. He's got to go to Yankee Stadium, as a matter of fact, and sit through traffic just to get over there for Yankees Red Sox tonight. He's a busy, busy guy, so we thank them. Want to thank and congratulate again the Ridgewood High School team and their championship coach Mick and Katie Bisgrove, who joined us on the program as well. Thanks to Harvey Cruz. Thanks to Joe Leo back in the shop for producing the program. I will talk to you again Monday at 7, right after TMKS. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Gordon is next. Dan Gross is saying so long from Florham Park, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You know, like Richie Rich, you'd be Harvey Rich. <laughs>